2: Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Cancer, an internet radio show that focuses on informing and inspiring people to live well with cancer. My name is Linda House. I'm the Executive Vice President of External Affairs for the Cancer Support Community, standing in today for your host, Kim Tebeldo. The Wellness Community and Gilda's Club have united to become the Cancer Support Community, one of the largest providers of cancer support in the United States and around the world. Our services are offered in more than 120 locations worldwide, online at www.cancersupport.com. Community.org and by telephone at 888 793 9355. A few weeks ago, a press release caught my eye. The headline read Casual Games Take on Serious Disease. New Remission 2 Games Help Fight Cancer. I thought it was some kind of sports-themed fundraiser, but scanning down the page, I saw what looked like a screenshot of a video game and a picture of a boy wearing a surgical mask facing a laptop, and I became very intrigued by this as an oncology nurse and healthcare professional. Revision 2 is indeed a video game. It's designed by Hope Lab, a research and development nonprofit that designs tech products to support health and well-being. Cigna began working with Hope Lab in 2007 and is helping to promote Remission 2 to ensure that the video game gets in the hands of every young person with cancer around the world. Today, we're going to speak with some of the team members behind this unique video game and find out if Remission 2 has succeeded in its mission and what its creative team is learning all along the way. And I want to be clear that Remission is re-mission 2 with the play on the word remission for cancer. So, I'm pleased to welcome to the show today, Dr. Scott Josephs and Richard Tate. Dr. Scott Josephs currently serves as the Vice President for National Medical and National Medical Officer for Cigna Total Health and Network. In this capacity, Dr. Josephs oversees all physician clinical operations nationally, clinical program management enterprise affordability and coverage policy, and external relationships with healthcare professionals. He also serves as a senior medical resource for compliance, legal, network, and sales. Dr. Josephs has been with Cigna since May of 2000, serving in a variety of capacities. Dr. Josephs was formerly a full-time practicing internist in Massachusetts from 1990 to 2000. He was also medical director of a large primary care practice affiliated with Partners Healthcare System in Boston from 1995 to 2000. In nineteen ninety nine, he won the Harvard Pilgrim Healthcare Outstanding Physician Award for Massachusetts. He lives in North Carolina where he is married and has two teenage children. I'm assuming that they have played these video games, where yes, he they enjoys have. tennis, running theater, and is very involved in his community. So welcome to the show today, Doctor Joseph.
3: Thank you, Linda, and I'm delighted to be here to talk about remission and our uh, battle against cancer.
2: Richard Tate is Vice President, Communications and Marketing for Hope Lab. Richard joined Hope Lab in 2006 with the launch of Hope Lab's first product, the original remission video game for teens and young adults with cancer. Since that time, he's overseen all public relations aspects of Hope Lab. 2007-2008 to International Ruckus Nation Idea Competition, the publication of data on remission in the medical journal Pediatrics, and the research and development of ZAMZ, the online rewards platform for teens powered by physical activity. Richard has more than 15 years' experience in a variety of communications roles. Before joining Hope Lab, he served as Director of Corporate Communications for the biotechnology company Chiron Corporation. He began his communications career as an editor and journalist and has written for numerous print and online media outlets. Richard held editorial positions in the national news magazine, The Advocate, the Los Angeles lifestyle magazine, Buzz, CitySearch.com, and GameSpy Industries. Thank you for being with us today, Richard.
4: My pleasure. Happy to be
3: here.
2: So I want to dive right into Remission 2, and as I understand it, it is a collection of six free video games that can be played online on your smartphone and on a tablet. And as I mentioned to you off-air a few minutes ago, I actually played one of the games today, and it's it's, it's, it's really an incredible um, tool. So if you could just explain a little bit by starting, let's start by, by using the term casual game, you know, not to date myself, but I do have teenagers, and um, what what is a casual game?
4: Well, casual games are uh, games that oftentimes you play on your mobile phone or sometimes you play them online, but they're really designed to be uh, short uh, play experiences. So you can log in or launch your app and play for four to five minutes, maybe while you're standing in line or sitting in a waiting room. Um, think Bejeweled or Angry Birds. Those are casual games as compared to Games, uh, as we used to think about them, um, video games were console games or PC games that you played online that uh, were immersive experience. Casual games are just shorter-burst uh, play experiences that you can play almost anywhere.
2: And so what is the basic premise of Remission 2 and, and well, also the-, the other games in the collection?
4: Yeah. Remission 2 is, as you said, six uh, online games and a mobile app. And each of the games puts you inside the body of a fictional cancer patient to fight disease at the cellular level. And each gameplay scenario is slightly different, but that basic premise is the same throughout the all of the games. And the goal of the games is to give young people in particular the experience of blasting away at their cancer and fighting their disease, understanding how the chemotherapy, the radiation, the tools that we use for cancer treatment actually affect uh, this fight against cancer. So through gameplay, they begin to understand why it's important to take medications and what the role of that medication is in their care. Psychologically, it gives them a sense of power and control and victory, and uh, we know that that can be a real driver of um, engagement and adherence to treatment, and that's really the objective of the games.
2: Mm-hmm. it almost seems to me to be an active form of visualization
4: yeah absolutely in fact the game was originally the uh, idea of our founder and board chair Pam Omidyar and Pam uh, is a researcher by training and studied uh, or was working in a cancer research lab growing up cancer cells and at night she would go home and play video games with her then boyfriend now husband um, eBay chick founder Pierre Omidyar and Pam's idea was a video game designed to give players an experience of what it's like to be fighting their disease and, to your point, visualizing what it might be like to destroy cancer cells in a lymph node or uh, in the bone marrow. And in doing that, she was quite curious about what effect that might actually have on their health, whether it would actually uh, somehow support or engage them differently in their treatment so that they had better health outcomes.
2: So can you speak to the different environments for each of the games? And, and and you know why why you chose those particular environments?
4: Sure, the, um, some of the environments are designed simply to be delightful and, and different and engaging to kids. So one of the um, hallmarks of the work that we do here at Hope Lab is that we we don't simply design um, here internally and then release products. We actually engage uh, consumers directly in the design process. So. Each of these games is developed in collaboration with young cancer patients, actually, at institutions across the country. We had more than 120 young uh, people with cancer giving us input on how the games should look, how they should play. And our real interest was to make sure that they were fun for kids, that they engaged them, and that they kept their attention. In order for them to be helpful, um, they have to be played, and the only way to ensure that they're played is to be sure that they're fun. Especially with uh, all the competing technologies and products out there, um, and the environments are uh, some of them are um, set in pro- the most common sites uh, of cancer in adolescents and young adults. So. Throughout the six games, there are various levels that take place in the lungs or in the bloodstream, in the bone marrow, in the brain, Um, and again, the the idea is to give young cancer patients an experience that really maps to what they're dealing with in real life, and by playing the games, gives them a sense of how they can engage and fight back and give them a sense of victory in doing so. Mm
2: And, you, you know, I, I read that you wanted to really appeal to a wider audience, and so can you talk about that? So it's not just it, – this, this would be available for anyone, not just um, a, a teenager who had cancer.
4: Yeah, Is that absolutely. Correct? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. So the games are available to play free online at re-mission2.org. Um, or you can download the mobile app in the Apple Store or at Google Play. Uh, just search re-mission and you should be able to find it. We design them with young cancer patients in mind, in part because games are such a fun, appealing um, part of uh, almost every kid's uh, experience with technology. Um, and young cancer patients patients in particular are often challenged um, when it comes to treatment adherence, sticking to their medications for a variety of reasons. Um, it's it's uh, Cancer diagnosis is hard for anyone and can be really challenging. But for kids in particular, um, particularly in the adolescent age, at the teenage years, uh, sticking to your medications uh, can be really tricky for a variety of reasons. So that was our intention for the Games, designing them with young cancer patients for that population, but anyone can play them. and we've tried to make them more broadly appealing in part by using this casual game format. So you don't have to be a quote-unquote hardcore gamer. Um, Just because you get a cancer diagnosis doesn't mean you know how to play games. So we wanted a tool that would be pretty accessible to anyone, even if you don't consider yourself a gamer. And as anyone who has a smartphone and has downloaded a game-based app knows, um, you know, something like Angry Birds, any one of us can play. So these casual games um, are more appealing than the original version of the game in that they're easier to play and easier to get into.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and it certainly sounds like it would be um, a great opportunity for the friend network of, of a kid with cancer Absolutely. Um, that they could do that together
4: yeah and that 's one of the wonderful things that we 've seen you know since launching the games is that they are helpful um, and powerful tools for for the young people themselves who are fighting cancer, but they also become a bridge to um, uh, communication and connection with friends with family, um, oftentimes talking about the challenge of fighting cancer is tough for kids um, and some of the experiences um, are are really difficult for for them to to talk about, and particularly for uh, their friends to understand and so the games become a, a bridge to communication um, become A tool in the toolbox of nurses and social workers and child life specialists and doctors who are trying to help young patients understand um, how to fight their disease and what's happening in their bodies. Um, The Games certainly don't cure cancer and they weren't designed to do that but um, those are examples of how the game becomes a powerful tool in actually supporting this community of people that are engaged in um, helping anyone who's dealing with cancer.
2: Mm-hmm, sure, social networking.
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: Dr. Joseph, I'd like to bring you into the conversation. When you first heard about the games and Hope Lab's goals, what did you, what did you think?
3: I thought, wow, uh, what a novel approach this is to engage young people who are really at their most vulnerable. One of the keys to treatment success is engagement, and that's when you involve individuals actively in their own care. When you engage them, you're more likely to have better compliance, and better compliance leads to better outcomes. My teenagers played it, and they thought it was great. And, and to be honest with you, Linda, usually they don't have much interest in anything that I do. Uh, and uh, I will also date myself because when I, after I played the game, besides the fact of what it was trying to accomplish, which is remarkable, I thought, wow, we've really come a long way from Pong. Mm.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I have to admit to having thought that as well. <laughs> I played the game. Uh, so tell me, Dr. Joseph, you know, Cigna is an insurance company. What about this project attracted you uh, to it and, um, and enabled you to make the decision to lend your support?
3: Sure. Well, first, you know, we're more than an insurance company. We're a health services company. We have a mission to improve the health, well-being, and sense of security of the individuals we serve. Two features really attracted us here. Uh, the first was Hope Lab's goal of empowering young people to take control of the situation, to help them fight you know, this scourge. Uh, the other feature was the unique approach of using gamification to attract this really very different uh, demographic, teenagers and young adults in particular. And this approach will help us meet our customers where they're at and hopefully help us take them to where they need to go.
2: hmm That's great. Thank you so much for that. And we're going to pick up on this idea of patient empowerment when we return from um, a commercial break. But right now, we do have to take a commercial break. When we come back, more on how remission two can help. This is Frankly Speaking About Cancer, and we'll be right back very shortly.
4: Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now.
0: Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America.
1: Effective cancer treatment requires more than just medication or surgery. For the country's 12 million cancer survivors and their loved ones, the social and emotional challenges of adapting to life with cancer are ongoing how to handle coworkers' questions, how to get comfortable with new physical realities, how to reassure worried family members, or explain to friends your priorities have changed. The Cancer Support Community is ready to help by providing free counseling, education, and hope for survivors and their caregivers. Whether online or at over 100 locations around the world,
5: Or call 617-733-5848.
2: What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com.
1: You're listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community, an inspirational program offering the resources you need to live a better life with cancer. Now, here's your host, Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community.
2: Frankly Speaking About Cancer. Today's episode is being brought to you in part by Celgene and ASI. I am Linda House, the Executive Vice President for External Affairs here at the Cancer Support Community, standing in today for Kim Tebeldo our President and CEO. Today we're talking about Remission 2, a video game that puts players inside the human body to fight cancer with weapons like chemotherapy, antibiotics, and nanoscalpel buzzsaws. With us today to talk about the game and its impact on young people, our Richard. Tate, Vice President of Communications and Marketing for Hope Lab, and Dr. Scott Joseph, who currently serves as the Vice President and National Medical Officer for Cigna Total Health and Network. So, Part of our mission at the Cancer Support Community is to ensure that all people impacted by cancer are empowered by knowledge and strengthened by action. I see some similarities with HOPE Lab's goals with remission, too. So, Dr. Josephs, can you talk to us about some of the specific challenges facing adolescent and young adult cancer patients, particularly where adherence to prescribed treatments is concerned? And you alluded to that in the first segment, but I'd love for you to, to um, elaborate on that a bit.
3: Sure, so first again, to come clean i 'm both a physician and the father of teenagers uh, and and I recognize that teenagers are neither big kids nor adults in small packages they 're actually a very entirely different demographic. Cancer is tough on anyone who has to suffer through it, but the burden is particularly uh, onerous on on young adults and teenagers. And think about what happens to them, this loss of control, the inconvenience and burden. So, for example, they have to miss school to go to a doctor appointment. They have to miss events to have therapy. Uh, Think about issues around self image that because of cancer therapy they may end up vomiting uh, in, in inopportune times or or hair wash and, and again the, the self image. Um, they didn't ask for this. Uh, it happened to them being poked and prodded in, uh, in, you know, incessantly. it's Again, it's very difficult for all but particularly teenagers who feel this loss of sense of control that something's happened to them and what remission is, is geared to do is to give them back this sense of control. Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, when we talk about another, another challenge for them is uh, their ability to believe that their own actions can contribute to beating the cancer. So in addition to being an empowered participant in their care um, and taking back some of that control, it is actually, you know, c- contributing to, 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 to battling or fighting the cancer. So how does remission address this?
3: Sure. You know, as you noted, Linda, uh, uh, these uh, young adults, they didn't ask for cancer. It, it happened to them. And remission empowers them by giving them the sense of control. Uh, so if you think about it, it puts them right inside the human body and where they use an of weapons like chemotherapy or the body's immune system uh, to fight cancer cells or antibiotics, uh, to fight infection. And they've been playing video games their whole lives. Uh, the average American spends seven hours in front of a screen, uh, teenagers as much for more. They understand this. It's their language. They get victories. They get instant gratification. It's the way that they learn. Again, very different demographic, but it speaks mm-hmm. to them in their language.
2: hmm. And, and- Richard, um, has Hope Lab been able to document any um, research around the impact of remission on young adults and teenagers with cancer?
4: Absolutely. As, as our name implies, we are a lab, and so research and science are really at the core of the work that we do in addition to play and technology. And some of the research uh, that we've conducted on remission shows that remission works. It, it's effective in supporting young cancer patients, both Both in terms of their psychological well-being but also in terms of their physical health by, as Dr. Joseph described, engaging them differently in their treatment, um, giving them a clearer sense of how their action and their behavior uh, can affect their outcomes. And so playing the game um, uh, leads to greater treatment adherence uh, based on the research that we've conducted. There are two key studies I would just highlight. The first uh, was uh, conducted around the original, original remission game. It was data from a randomized controlled study uh, of more than 370 young cancer patients at 30 hospitals and clinics around the world. And that data demonstrated that kids who played remission um, had a greater sense of self-efficacy, a belief that they could fight their cancer. They also improved their cancer knowledge, had better understanding of what was happening to them. Um, And then most importantly and exciting to us was uh, the fact that kids in the study who played remission stuck more consistently to their antibiotics as prescribed and their chemotherapy as prescribed, which, again, are critical in terms of successfully fighting cancer. Um, We also did a study uh, uh, later to understand how the game worked. We were really curious about what it was about playing the game that actually drove this type of health behavior, and we found some interesting things. Um, This dimension of self-efficacy was really core giving kids a sense of power and control in the face of their cancer. But there was also something around attitude that was really interesting, and, and that was that um, kids who were playing the game actually shifted their attitudes about cancer and cancer treatment. So previously, uh, lots of treatments feel like things that are happening to you as a, as a patient, and that's how many of the players who uh, first encountered remission were feeling. But after playing the game, they had an attitude that, chemotherapy, antibiotics were weapons in their arsenal to fight this cancer, to fight this disease, and suddenly that rebranding of those uh, cancer treatments became a powerful way for them to think about battling their disease. Um, and so the role of attitudes or shifting attitudes is really important. And then the third dimension was just a positive um, emotional experience. That seemed to be a really critical factor and, of course, that makes sense when you think about gameplay and, 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 and fun uh, online and video games. They are exceptionally good at delivering positive fun victory moments. And all of those three things in the follow-on study that we did um, uh, showed up in fMRI analyses of players as they were playing through the game. We looked at brain images to understand what was actually happening in their minds as they were playing this game. And so the data is is really clear that playing specially designed games with these very specific target goals in mind, um, playing remission can actually shift attitude, uh, boost positive uh, psychology, increase self-efficacy, and ultimately lead to better treatment adherence.
2: So were there learnings from remission that you applied to remission too?
4: Absolutely. So um, one of them was a big driver behind us using this casual game approach. Uh, Certainly game technology has evolved, so mobile and casual games are sort of the expectation of of young kids these days. But we also saw from the data that... um, the original game, because it was a, a big uh, PC-based game that you used a controller and you had sort of 20 levels to get through, it was a challenging experience for a lot of players. So we had a keen interest in, in developing games that were more accessible, um, and that gave young people, as they played them, a really early success experiences. So, for example, if you play the Nanobots Revenge game, one of the first games that you encounter when you go on the Remission 2 website, um, uh, most people jump in and they can get through that level in less than a minute and and win and That was really important again, this sort of positive psychology dimension was key, um, so we learned that that easy early it, uh win experience was was really critical um, and then the other major insight was that the basic premise of the game was really powerful and it and it worked so we heard pretty consistently that being inside the body fighting cancer was a powerful way for young people to think about how they could engage and fight their disease hmm
2: so when you think about when you think about a game being a win lose situation does this sort of mm. operate on that principle or is it sort of again i think about my addiction to candy crush <laughs> you yeah. know where you you know sort of maybe not accomplish a level but you have another chance at it so how how do these games sort of compare to to Candy Crush or Angry Birds I think you referenced earlier or what does that win-lose look like?
4: Yeah, you nailed it on the head. It's really about leveling up and progressing um, and and getting better. So part of uh, our attention in designing the games was placed on creating something that really felt positive. So Something that's challenging and that takes time to master can still feel like a positive experience. So players don't necessarily lose the game, but you might have to try again. And that's really important as well. So if you think about the cancer experience, we don't want patients to skip doses, but the point is you got to get back on the horse, if you will, and keep fighting and stay focused. And that's part of what the gameplay and the nature of gameplay um, teaches kids. So you don't lose. Um, we thought a lot about what that experience uh, might be like, and all of the language is, is positive and encouraging and motivational, and that was by design to make sure that the experience is one that really gets kids focused on what they can do and trying again and keep on fighting.
2: Mm, that's crazy. That's great. Dr. Joseph, I have the last question for this segment um, to you. So, ha- have, in addition to your your teenagers, and I'm certainly going to tell my teenagers about this, hmm. have you heard from other young people who are also playing, you know, this game or, you know, was there initial response to I'm going to be playing a cancer game? Was there any sort of reaction to, uh, to either of those scenarios?
3: Sure. Um, uh, so, uh the experience that, the experience that, that I've seen, uh, has been very, very positive, uh, for a number of reasons. One is a lot of what you do, uh, when you're undergoing treatment, uh, uh, is wait. It can mm-hmm. be boring. Uh, you're waiting for the MRI. You're waiting to talk to the doctor. You're waiting for uh, as the therapy to infuse, and this frankly gives them something to do. That, by the way, gives them control over their situation. The other piece to that is, is frankly, this is non-scientific. We talked about all the science behind it uh, with the two studies in pediatrics and plus one, and it, it increases efficacy and and um, and compliance, but. Um, uh, but frankly, you know, it's just fun, uh, and mm. they're learning in fun ways. It provides knowledge. Knowledge is power, and they get a sense of control over their condition. So, so the experience we've had is that uh, the, the kids have taken to this game uh, very, very well.
2: Well, and I've seen the games myself, so I know that there are points involved, so I'm sure that it, it, it encourages a little competition between siblings and friends as well.
4: <laughs> Absolutely, some healthy competition. <laughs> That's right.
2: We are having a great conversation today with Richard Tate of Hope Lab and Dr. Scott Josephs of Cigna about the new video game, Remission 2. We have to take a commercial break. This is Frankly Speaking About Cancer. We'll be back with more right after the break.
3: We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go, on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
5: People living with breast cancer often find it difficult to ask for help, and many of the people in their lives want to help but don't know how. During National Breast Cancer Awareness Month, Cancer Support Community is proud to support MealTrain sponsored by Magnolia, which utilizes mealtrain.com, a free shared online calendar to streamline the process of giving and receiving meals for families coping with breast cancer. Help us reach our goal of 1000 new breast cancer specific meal trains this October. To learn more, visit mealtrain.com/mmt and enter the code MagnoliaB or visit us at cancersupportcommunity.org.
3: Hi, I'm Nick Nicolaitis, President and CEO of Morphotech, and we're delighted to be a sponsor of Cancer Support Community's Frankly Speaking About Cancer series. Morphotech and its parent company, Azi are committed to human health care, and we recognize that patients and their families are the most important participants in the healthcare care process. We salute our global advocacy partners who are devoted to improving the lives of people touched by cancer every day.
4: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television?
0: Let us surprise you.
4: Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7.
1: You're listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community, an inspirational program offering the resources you need to live a better life with cancer. Now here's your host, Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community.
2: Welcome back to Frankly Speaking About Cancer. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Genentech and Morphitech. I'm Linda House, the Executive Vice President of External Affairs, standing in today for Kim Tevoldo, the President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. And today I'm so happy to be speaking with Richard Tate and Dr. Scott Josephs about Remission 2, a free video game that was created to help teenagers and young adults facing cancer. The game can be played online and on mobile devices. Richard Tate is the Vice President of Communications and Marketing for Hope Lab, and Dr. Scott Josephs currently serves as the Vice President and National Medical Officer for Cigna Total Health and network. Remission 2 and the original remission are quite a unique approach to helping patients with cancer. Richard, can you just speak to what was the origin of the idea?
4: yeah the idea was really the vision of our founder and board chair here at Hope Lab, um, Pamela Omidyar and Pam is uh, the wife of eBay chairman and founder Pierre Omidyar and Pam and Pierre uh, continue to support hope Lab um, but it was her vision uh, many, many years ago uh, that technology and games specifically might be a really interesting and powerful tool to support young cancer patients in their treatment and part of this uh, idea came to Pam in a very particular phase of her life where she was uh, working in an immunology lab, growing up pediatric cancer cells for research and at night she would go home and play games with Pierre, her her boyfriend at the time, and just found them to be really immersive, powerful experiences and she had a lot of curiosity as a scientist about how an immersive game-based experience might actually impact the health and well-being of young cancer patients, and so it was really her idea to um, develop uh, the game and to test it to see whether or not it had an effect, and the bigger idea behind that, of course, was how might technology and games be harnessed to support health and well-being, and young people seemed the right population to start with given how appealing and how immersive games are in their world.
2: That's incredible. And I could just see, you know, her working in the lab and and sort of having the visual of of what's happening with these cells and ways in which your own body can attack them and create a video game. exactly. So so in the beginning, was it hard to be taken seriously? Did people really understand the the, the impact that this could have?
4: Well, if you think about it, the time period that I'm referring to was um, in the the mid to late 90s. And at that point in time, Games were really, in in the popular conversation, um, oftentimes demonized as uh, tools that were contributing to uh, kids' lack of attention or, um, at their worst, sort of promoting um, a culture of violence. And nonetheless, uh, the creative aspects of those games were clearly very powerful. And so Pam herself was curious about how do you take something that people are demonizing, and um, really acknowledge that they're just tools, technology, games, we as people design them. It's up to us to think differently about how they're created. And so... It was a fairly radical idea to think about creating a game about fighting cancer. And in those early conversations that Pam had, there was some resistance. So the gaming industry didn't necessarily see opportunity in designing for a relatively small population, i.e. cancer patients. Um, So it didn't make business sense uh, for them, if you will. And then in the medical community, it was pretty hard to, at that point in time to wrap your head around fun, entertainment technology as part of the continuum of, uh, of clinical care, if you will. Um, and so in the early going, it was tough, and it wasn't until uh, Pam uh, and Pierre came into their resources through eBay that she decided that she would commit to actually exploring this and pioneering this approach to using games in health. And fast forward, the ability of Hope Lab to create the game, publish research showing its efficacy, I think has had a radical impact on the way that many people, um, certainly in the gaming community and even in the health community, now think about the role that games and technology can, can play.
2: hmm yeah, it's really, it's really amazing. Stem Cell Defender is my favorite to date. <laughs> mm.
4: <laughs> it's a fun one. And a lot of kids like that one as well because the, the mechanic of it, the way that it's played is fairly unique. And that's something that each of the games offer is a, a slightly different style of play so that whether you like games that are sort of puzzle-based games or whether you like games where you're you know, blasting at a target or you're searching through an environment, there are different gameplay styles that appear, appeal to different players.
2: Well, and to that point you know, the team that developed the game it was an extensive team and so, you know, when you think about the different content and all the creative collaborators, you know, how many did you have participating yeah. and contributing and what did you each bring to that process?
4: Well, we took a pretty novel approach with the development of these games. The first remission game was essentially built in-house. We did have a partner developer outside of Hope Lab, but much of the game design and development process was led by us here at Hope Lab and in part because we were trying to achieve something fairly unique, integrating not just the creative art of video game design, but also the scientific components of cancer and cancer treatment, so that the experience that we were creating really mapped to what young patients face when they go through diagnosis and treatment. And so that required uh, a producer, if you will, Hope Lab, to really guide that process and bring people to the table. With the new games, we took a slightly different approach. Um, As Dr. Joseph said, you know, the games, they're fun, and that's uh, a big part of why they're effective. They have to be fun if we want kids to play them. And so as we thought about designing the new games, we began to wonder, why not Tap into the expertise of people who have already created successful casual games or mini games as we've been talking about. And so we actually reached out to developers who had uh, games that were already out on the market um, that we assessed as being pretty uh, adaptable uh, to the cancer experience. So as a very quick example, we reached out to um, a developer who had a, a game called Cat God and Sun King, and you basically, in this game, you were uh, the Cat God who was trying to keep the Sun King from building a tower up into the sky to dethrone um, Cat God. Well, we saw that. Kids... We're loving it online and playing it quite a bit. We talked to some young cancer patients and said, what would you think if we changed this scenario so that instead of cat god and sun king, you were a cancer fighting nanobot who was blasting down on a cancer Tumor tower that was growing up toward the bloodstream. And they loved that idea. And we were able to take that existing game and basically redesign it, reskin it to the cancer experience. So the end result is something that um, we know is successful based on the original game um, in terms of fun gameplay. Now the experience is very specific to what's going on for young cancer patients, and so they can relate to that, that story of fighting cancer inside the body. Um, and we were able to to come up with a collaborative approach that allowed us to do what we do best, which is sort of focusing on the content and really engaging gamers and the gaming community in creating these products. So we're really pleased and and proud of that collaborative approach in developing these games.
2: Well, clearly, clearly, your, your approach has worked. It's an incredible, incredible tool. Dr. Josephs, can you um, just fill our listeners in? How long have you and Cigna been working with um, Hope Lab? and what explain a little bit about the partnership?
3: Sure. Well, we've had this uh, terrific partnership since 2007. Cigna and the Cigna Foundation have prom- promoted the use and distribution of this game free of charge, as, as Richard had noted. Uh, we've also distributed this to 20,000 hematologists, oncologists, and pediatric hematologists, oncologists. Those are doctors who specialize in blood disorders, cancer, and, and children doctors who do the same. We've had a very synergistic partnership, really with the same goal, which is to ensure that we put remission in the hands of every young person with a cancer diagnosis and a smartphone. We've also partnered with the Childhood Leukemia Foundation, and and, uh, there was uh, recently last week an article about uh, children at the Beth Israel Hospital in in Newark, New Jersey, receiving uh, free iPads through the Childhood Leukemia Foundation that have remission to on it.
4: That's great. Yeah, it was a great event. I was lucky enough to be there. And it's another great example of how collaborative approaches can have real impact. So standing with Cigna and with Childhood Leukemia Foundation presenting the kids and the um, staff at the hospital with this technology with these tools that actually help them uh, in their fight was Incredible. And the kids were thrilled. You can imagine, you know, getting an iPad and then showing them the games. Um, To your earlier question, they immediately realized, wow, this game is, um, not only is it cool, it's fun, it looks like any other game that I might play, but it's about me and what I'm going through. And I can play this game and have this sort of sense of victory. Um, So the, the event was great. It was a lot of fun.
2: That's great. And so, Dr. Joseph, talk a little bit about, you know, some of the other healthcare providers and, you know, why they might be interested in paying attention to remission to and potentially supporting remission to or bringing it into their particular practices.
3: Sure. So old, white-haired doctors like myself have to recognize the world is changing, Linda. And
2: mm-hmm. the,
3: the, the old ways of engaging people, telephone, written materials, uh, uh, have to make way, make room for newer digital modalities, and, and it's not going away. You know, we, we look to try to divert kids from screen behavior. We consider them, as Richard noted earlier, patently unhealthy. Um, and yet, Instead of swimming against the current, uh, you should go along with it because we can promote the use, of, the, the use of educational materials through gamification so that the kids don't even know that they're learning and help them take control of their, of their health. Uh, you know, uh, by 2017, I think 50% of, of smartphone users will download a health app. Most people believe health, uh, health apps can improve health. It's not going away, so we have to move away from kind of traditional ways, not totally, but supplement them with newer digital media uh, interactions and other interactions that, that speak to younger people today.
2: Great, and, and I want to hang on to that thought because I want to talk to you um, in the next segment about the, um, the scalability to potentially other disease areas. But right now, we've got to take a commercial break. We're going to continue this conversation with Richard and Dr. Josephs when we return. In the meantime, I encourage everyone to visit the website for ReMission 2 and see a trailer for the game, play the games, or download the apps. And you said the website is re-mission2.org. And with that, we'll be right back.
0: Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now.
5: Cancer, it's a lonely word. Terms I don't understand. Choices I never thought I'd have to make. But there is hope and help. Support from cancer survivors. Links to research and clinical trials. Help with finances and access to care. All behind you break Breakaway from Cancer. Created by Amgen to empower cancer patients. The cancer support community is proud to be a partner of Breakaway from Cancer.
1: Effective cancer treatment requires more than just medication or surgery. For the country's 12 million cancer survivors and their loved ones, the social and emotional challenges of adapting to life with cancer are ongoing how to handle coworkers' questions, how to get comfortable with new physical realities, how to reassure worried family members, or explain to friends your priorities have changed. The Cancer Support Community is ready to help by providing free counseling, education, and hope for survivors and their caregivers. Whether online or at over 100 locations around the world,
0: Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
1: You're listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community, an inspirational program offering the resources you need to live a better life with cancer. Now here's your host. Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community.
2: You're listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer, and today's episode is brought to you in part by Millennium, the Takeda Oncology Company, Lilly Oncology, and Amgen. I'm Linda House, standing in today for Kim Tebeldo, and today we're talking about Remission 2, a video game that puts players inside the human body flying around and fighting cancer. The game utilizes real world treatments used to fight cancer and is played in short bursts like Angry Birds or Candy Crush Saga. The games are available for free and can be played either online or on mobile devices. With us today to talk about the game and its impact on young people are Richard Tate, Vice President of Communications and Marketing for Hope Lab, and Dr. Scott Josephs, who currently serves as Vice President and National Medical Officer for Cigna Total Health and Network. Welcome back, gentlemen. Before the break, we were going over a little bit about how the, the idea was conceived and the development of the, the game um, ensued, and Richard, there must have been some conflicts between the entertainment and educational aspects of the game, mm-hmm. and um, I'd love for you to talk a little bit more again about that expert, the experts that you brought in and, and the process of developing the game and resolving some of those conflicts.
4: Yeah, in a collaborative process like this where you've got such different um, sets of experts sitting around a table uh, looking to design something or build something together, conflicts do arise. So there were times, particularly in the development of the original remission game, in which there was a particular scientific point of view about uh, the way something should look or feel in order for it to be, quote, unquote, accurate. And then oftentimes you had... Um, the creative experts in the rooms, the gamers, the designers, who had a, a, a really strong point of view around what was going to be fun um, and what creatively would make for a good game, and. The way that we resolved those issues was to go directly to the kids themselves. And so integrating kids into the development process was a key part of developing the original game and something that we also uh, were quite attentive to in developing the new Remission 2 games. Um, more than 120 young cancer patients participated in that process, and they contributed to everything from the storylines, the gameplay scenarios. They helped us test the gameplay to um, to make sure that it was fun and engaging. Um, they helped us design the cancer cells and the characters and the weapons, all of them based on real aspects of treatment, whether it's chemotherapy or prednisone um, or, uh, or other aspects of uh, white blood cells, um, but the way that those things look and feel and show up in the games was designed and informed directly by the young patients who participated with us. That's and it was great. a lot of fun. They're, they're, they're a tough audience. They'll tell you what they like and they don't like, um, <laughs> but they also are incredibly creative.
2: Well, so you had two rounds of it, the, the, the group that helped with the development and then the group that helped as you were testing remission.
4: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, that's great, Dr. Joseph. I wanted to I wanted to visit uh, visit with you a bit about a comment that you made prior to the break. And um, you know, we were talking about the uh, the utilization for remission two for cancer, but do you think that um, remission two or that style of game could be beneficial for other medical conditions?
3: Oh, sure, absolutely, Linda. Uh, of- Firstly, the same principles of education and empowerment, which lead to improved compliance and self-efficacy, apply. So uh, a number of conditions come to mind, but let's just take two. Let's take diabetes and asthma. And these are conditions that, frankly, sometimes uh, the patient feels okay, just like maybe early in a cancer diagnosis or when someone did remission and needs consolidation therapy they feel okay but have to undergo treatment. And the key to ensuring compliance is education. So with diabetes, learning that yes, you have to monitor your blood sugar, you have to take your insulin or asthma, you have to uh, use maintenance uh, controlling therapy, even though you feel well, even though it's inconvenient, uh, by learning about the disease in a fun way where again, you don't recognize your learning will help improve engagement Improve self-efficacy, help you take control of your your situation, and become more compliant with treatment,
2: which benefits so many. In addition to the patient,
3: mm, absolutely.
2: Yep. So, so Richard, we've we focused a lot on your the work um, in cancer for Hope Lab, but are you in fact reaching out to some other disease areas, or do you have any other projects in development?
4: Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that we've learned um, since designing and releasing the first remission game is the role that psychological experiences and social experiences play in affecting behavior and physical health, and that really has been um, the discovery, if you will, for us in creating and testing remission is that Technology games can create these psychological experiences, self efficacy, um, you know, knowledge, um, and positive sort of emotion around certain experiences that ultimately drive positive, healthy behavior and ultimately can lead to better health. And so for us, we have begun to focus on how we can use this recipe to begin to think about the role of psychology and physical health to support people in bouncing back from adversity, regardless of. Of what that adversity might be, whether it's a um, a cancer diagnosis or um, maybe it's a, a social experience like bullying, this concept of resilience or the ability to bounce back is one that we are now focusing our attention on from a research and development point of view, using similar recipes or ingredients, if you will, like self-efficacy, like positive emotion, to create digital experiences, mobile apps, for example, that really help people respond when they're feeling threatened, when they're um, being challenged by a particular adverse experience. So this is new work for us, but it definitely builds on the experience that we've had with remission and helping young cancer patients. How do we harness technology and games in order to support people in doing uh, the right thing for their own health, uh, and ultimately that leads to better health outcomes.
2: Well, and I'm sure that there will be some listeners to this show who would be more than happy to help in an expert panel kind of way um, if, if, if you would be in need of that. So would you just quickly give our listeners again your website or the best way in which they could communicate with you?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can find us, uh, online at hopelab.org. Um you can also find us on Facebook and on Twitter, um at, at hopelab. And, uh, the games website is re-mission2.org, uh, where you can log on and play the games absolutely free and download the mobile app as well. And, uh, folks can reach out to me directly on Twitter at, at Tate Richard, T-A-T-E-R-I-C-H-R-D. Um, and we'd be happy to talk uh, to, to folks who have ideas or thoughts or feedback on what we're doing and certainly as we have new apps and games to test um, we're always looking for folks to, to help us out
2: great thank you and we have just over a minute left in the show today so I'm going to ask each of you if, if there would be one thing that you would like to leave our listeners with what would that be and Dr. Joseph I'm going to ask you to speak first to that
3: sure um uh, It's important to listen to your teenagers, listen to uh, young people, especially when they're fighting something like cancer. They tell you what they need, just like in this game. This game was developed because we asked them what they need. Listen to them and engage in a way that's meaningful to them, like through games.
2: Thank you. Richard?
4: Richard? Uh, I would say that uh, I I would encourage folks to try remission two and uh, think of it as a a tool to help support young cancer patients as they're going through treatment and as a tool to um, build connection uh, between caregivers and clinicians. Um, It can be a really powerful way to introduce concepts to young cancer patients, um, to give them a bit of fun, a bit of joy as they're going through a really challenging experience, um, and a powerful tool that will help them stick to their meds and and keep up their positive attitude and, and their belief that they can do what it takes to fight their disease. Right.
2: Thank you, and we are so grateful to have both of you join us today, and tell us about Remission 2, which is an incredible tool. So often in the news we hear about the possible negative impact of video games on young people, but this is a case where gameplay is really having a positive impact and making a real difference, not just for young people, but I suspect for others in their support network as well. It's been my pleasure to have you join and to have all of you join us today for frankly speaking about cancer. I'm Linda House, the Executive Vice President of External Affairs, standing in today for Kim Teboldo, the President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. As mentioned earlier in the show, the Cancer Support Community provides a number of in-line, in-person, online, and telephonic support opportunities. For more information about our programs, please visit us at www.cancersupportcommunity.org or call us at 888- Until next time, be well, do well, live well.
1: Thank you for joining us for Frankly Speaking About Cancer with your host, Kim Tibaldo. We're here for you every Tuesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. In the meantime, stay connected online at cancersupportcommunity.org. That's cancersupportcommunity.org.